Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Shore Grass. I am your host, Trey Schapp. The United States team, victorious in the President's Cup, 17.5 to 12.5 for the international team. The President's Cup was normally played in odd-numbered years, but because of the pandemic in 2020, that forced the Ryder Cup to be pushed back a year to 2021, which in turn pushed the President's Cup back as well. So now the President's Cup will be played in even-numbered years while the Ryder Cup is played in odd-numbered years. This year, it was held at Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was the first time for Charlotte to roll out the red carpet for the President's Cup. Now, Quail Hollow is no stranger to hosting PGA Tour events, but it's the first time that it held an event of this magnitude. The United States team was led by Jordan Spieth, who went 5-0, and played in every match, every day, and won every time he went out. It's also the first time that he's won a singles match, and he did that on Sunday in a win over Cam Davis 4-3. and We will get to the single match results in a second. But first, let's start off with round one, foursomes play. Now, if you're wondering about foursomes, that is alternate shot. That was played on Thursday, and the United States won that session 4-1. to one. So a nice lead for the United States team going into Friday's round of four ball. In Friday's round, the United States team was able to win three of the five matches while having the other two. So after Friday, the United States lead was six, eight to two. Then on Saturday morning, you had another round of foursomes, which was basically split two to two. And so that put the United States up 10 to four. In the afternoon, the international team came back hot in the four-ball matches that afternoon. They won three of the four matches and cut the United States lead down to four. 11-7 was the U.S. lead heading into the singles matches. Siwoo Kim would defeat Justin Thomas one up in the first match out for the international team to tally a point. Then came Jordan Spieth winning 4-3, and three, the largest margin of victory in the singles matches. 
Jordan Spieth beat Cam Davis four and three. Sam Burns and Hideki Matsuyama tied. Patrick Cantlay defeated Adam Scott three and two. Sebastian Munoz put another point on the international side with a two and one victory over world number one Scotty Scheffler. Tony Finau defeated Taylor Pendrith three and one. Xander Shoffley defeated Corey Connors one up. Sunjay M put another point on the international board by defeating Cameron Young one up, followed by K.H. Lee, who won three and one over Billy Horschel for the international team. Max Homa defeated Tom Kim one up. Colin Morikawa defeated Mito Pereira three and two. And Kevin Kissner lost to Christian Bezudenhout two and one. Aside from Jordan Spieth going five and zero, the United States was able to secure the cup with Xander Shoffley's one-up victory over Corey Connors. So Xander Shoffley was the United States player that had the honor of keeping the cup for the United States, if you will, with his win over Corey Connors that provided the needed margin. United States ends up winning 17.5 to 12.5 over the international team. It was an international team that was not favored. The United States team was a much more dominant team when it was put out on paper. But that didn't stop Captain Trevor Immelman of the international team and his players for putting up one heck of a fight. Here is international team captain Trevor Immelman after the matches concluded. Well, I'm extremely proud to be sitting up here with these 16 other warriors. We've had an amazing week here in Charlotte. Really, it's been a, a, a pretty incredible couple of years. You consider when I was made captain, there was no such thing as a pandemic. <laughs> there were a few other things that weren't around as well. And so, uh, you know, we've had a lot of hurdles to get to this point. But the gentlemen you see on this table right here have always been committed to playing for the Shield and being here in Charlotte. And they played some incredible golf, some inspired golf. And they kept fighting all the way down to the end. Even when the result was known, they kept fighting. And there were multiple goals that we had, uh, my wife and I had set out at the start of this process. I would say we checked off uh, all of them, except leaving here with a trophy. So I'm extremely humbled and proud to be sitting up here with them, and I thank them for everything they've done for our team. Adam Scott, who was one of the veterans of the international team, a team that, yes, was a major underdog in this event, but forced the United States to actually play and show them that, hey, you have to come out and play or you might be able to be beaten. Adam Scott, after the matches on that. Absolutely. This team's got plenty of heart, and that's thanks to uh, everything Trevor's put in the last couple years. He's bled for this shield that we now talk about, and it's just the beginning for this team, really. I think he's seeing a lot of guys here who will be returning on the next one, and if they don't, they will have tried their ass off to get on this team. And the week when they put it together and they've got the heart, I think the U.S. team's really going to be up for a hell of a fight. If they, if they didn't recognize that, then yesterday they found out. 
because yesterday afternoon we came in strong and there was some world-class golf from Cam and Tom and many others up here and uh, that was these guys' opportunity to show the world how good they are and they'll be doing it again in a couple of years. Adam Scott, who no doubt will probably be a captain of the international team here in the near future, was also asked about leaving Quail Hollow and the feeling that he left Melbourne with several years ago when they were not able to win the Cup. He still feels like their time is coming. If you don't win, and that's what we came here to do, there's that disappointment. And uh, I guess the disappointment can differ slightly. We were up against it. We put ourselves in a hole here this week in Melbourne. We were much more in control. And it still hurts not to win. Uh, I think the big difference I've felt the last couple of years is what's going on in our team room, what's going on between the captains and the players, the caddies, everybody involved on our team. Uh, I think good things are really starting to happen in that environment. And once some of these players who sit here for the first time or the second time start playing a few more and teams that bond forms over years, I think we're not going to leave here disappointed. A cup is coming our way soon. The next chance for the international team to try and win the cup will be in 2024. The Royal Montreal Golf Club in Quebec, Canada will be the host of that President's Cup. It's the second time that the President's Cup will be staged at the Royal Montreal Golf Club. It is the oldest golf club in North America. The last time it was there, 2007, the United States team, captained by Jack Nicholas, defeated Gary Player and the international team 19 and a half to 14 and a half. The points in the format was a little different back then than it is now. Mike Weir will probably be the captain of the international team in 2024. He was asked would he like to see a decision made whether or not live golfers will be able to compete in the President's Cup by the time that he is announced as the next captain of the international squad before the 2024 matches in Montreal so that he can have a better feel of how his team will look. You know, I don't think there's anything we can do about that, uh, that specific question. I think we have a great core here and we'll be discussing ways to continue to make our team better, to continue to evolve. Um, as Adam said, Trev did an amazing job this week. We'll continue to build on it. We're very cohesive and uh, there's not one captain. We're, we're all, Trev is the captain this year for sure and the leader of this team, but we're a big unit and we'll brainstorm together how to make this even better. After 2024 at Royal Montreal Golf Club in Quebec, Canada, the 2026 President's Cup will be held in Chicago, Illinois at Medina Country Club. Adam Scott looks to be the captain of the international team in 2028. When the event returns to Australia, the 2030 event will be back in the United States at Belle Reve Country Club in St. Louis, Missouri. 
We're going to take a quick break here on From the Short Grass, but when we come back, we are going to hear from the victorious United States team and Captain Davis Love III. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Blackman Auctions. Find them on the web at blackmanauctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Thomas Blackman, they get the job done. Every auction is as unique as the person they are working for, that straight from Thomas Blackman. We're back after this. Stay with us. Traveling to Fayetteville to watch a game? Forgot to book a room for the night? Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group has you covered. Stay where the fans stay. Staybridge Suites is just south of Baumwalker Stadium and is an all-suite hotel within walking distance of Baumwalker, Bud Walton, and Razorback Stadium. Or you could stay at the Comfort Inn and Suites with newly remodeled rooms throughout the entire property. Find them on the web at bphotels.com, Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity. To anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet, the sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shep. All right, let's do it. Let's hear from the victorious United States team. 17.5 to 12.5 victors in the President's Cup, captained by Davis Love III. The team consisted of Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, Cameron Young, Billy Horschel, Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, and Colin Morikawa. Here is Davis Love III with his comments at the victorious press conference. I'm extremely proud of this team from one end of the table to the other and um, thank my assistant captains for an incredible job. Um, A lot of us have been at it for a long time and this has been one of the most fun, um, one of the most together supportive teams uh, they did everything we asked them to do and and more and they were unbelievably prepared coming in here you know it's a a little bit of a break after the tour championship and they came in fired up and ready and kevin kisner even put down his bow and picked up his clubs after <laughs> after um, thinking he might have a little bit of break and everybody came in here and ready and fired up and really really prepared we don't have to do much except um, tell them what time to tee off. So extremely proud of them. The Trevor's team did an incredible job of, um, you know, we talked about it the other night about their shield. Um, they're doing an incredible job of, of trying to um, rally and build a team and get an identity. And they certainly came together and started making some putts. And um, our stats guys came up with some incredible stuff this morning about how great their team played. 
especially against some a couple of our teams. We just kept running the same guys out there against their best team. And um, even though some guys' records don't show it, everybody on this team played incredibly well, and it was a great team effort. It was a total team effort led by Jordan Spieth. He went 5-0 and out there for every match. And here are his thoughts on this year's victory. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited about the, the week that was this week. I thought that um, I played some of my best golf of the year this week, which was really cool um, to do it with and for and, you know, um, as a team with these guys. And uh, me and Justin had just an unbelievable time in the team setting, and I was glad to finally get you know, get in the winner's circle in a singles match for my first time ever. And uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Thanks, guys. Jordan Spieth there with a little bit of applause from some of his teammates at that press conference. Captain Davis Love III was asked about leaving the course on Saturday with the international team making that big push that they did. Did they expect that? And did they have concern heading into the Sunday's singles matches? We knew these guys were going to do something like that. We knew there was going to be a Tom Kim or Christian or um, just right on down the list. Guys just stepped up and played incredibly well. It happens in Ryder Cup. It happens in President's Cup. So that end of the table, we were serious about our pairings and serious about our, our planning and preparation. And, you know, I think some of the the things that we did trying to rest guys or get guys with their with their comfortable partners may have actually messed them up a little bit but um we all had fun (laughs) we all got to play and we all got what we wanted in the end and um you know we said two weeks ago we could just throw up balls with this team but then guys wouldn't have got to play with their buddies and i've had several guys that that didn't um have the best record um, say that they had one of the best weeks of their lives. And we'll realize it tonight and next week and next season how much fun this week was. And I've been a part of, unfortunately, a lot of losing teams. And it's great to be around a group of 20 guys like this. And we just had a goal to win and defend the cup. And obviously here in Charlotte, it was the biggest one ever. So was, there's was a lot of different reasons to have pressure. But being the big, big, big favorite... Um, carries a little bit of weight. I'm glad they uh, they ignored it and just played great. Playing great, they did. Xander Shoffley had the honor of clinching the cup for the United States team with his one-up victory over Corey Connors. Here was Xander's reaction to that moment. Yeah, I mean, just luck of the draw. You know what I mean? I saw Colin was uh, I, he Colin was three up, four up. I mean, we just wanted to get it done, and it's always hard to win and. It's not about me, you know. Everyone else got their points up on the board. It was it was close. It was stressful. Yeah, and what you saw there was a, was a big sigh of relief. So after the 17 and a half to 12 and a half victory, who's going to party the most? Well, I think that's reserved for Kevin Kisner. Now, just to put this in perspective, every player on the team, including the captain and assistant captains are up at the podium at the same time. One big long table. All the microphones are open. So you can hear a little bit of ribbing back and forth. But Kevin Kisner had this to say in the end. Nothing that any of these can do that can hang with me tonight. I promise you. I have never seen a better display of golfers and a worse display of partiers. 
and I am the best partier on this board. Amen. That's why they picked me. I got half a point, but I brought the fun. Congratulations to the entire United States team, captained by Davis Love III. And now it's Ryder Cup time. Get ready for the Ryder Cup next year in Europe. The LPGA Tour made a stop in Rogers, Arkansas at Pinnacle Country Club. The Walmart Northwest Arkansas Championship, presented by P&G, went into a playoff. Ataya Thitical defeated Daniel King in that playoff. Thitical with a course tying record 61 in her second round. She shoots 67, 61, 68 for a total of 196. That is 17 under par. She pockets $345,000 with the playoff victory over Daniel King. King, 67, 65, 64, finishes at 196, minus 17, but lost in the playoff to Thitical. Chella Choi finished third, 69, 63, 65, to round out the top three. There was also ladies professional golf in the southern part of the state. It was the Murphy USA El Dorado shootout held at Mystic Creek Golf Club in El Dorado. Brittany Yada wins. She shoots 69-71-65, a 205, 11 under par. She pockets $33,750. Bailey Tardy finished second with a 65-71-71, 207 total. That is minus nine. Kristen Gilman, 70-68-71, a 209 for minus 7. And Jiwon Joan, 69-67-73, a 209 minus 7. They both tied for third. Speaking of El Dorado, Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, one of the great properties they manage in El Dorado, the Haywood. Next time you make a trip to South Arkansas, if you're going to play Mystic Creek, make sure you stay at the Haywood there in downtown El Dorado, right there near the square. We're back with more from the short grass after this. Stay with us. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The other day I was visiting with Trey and he talked about goose poop and iguana poop and a golf ball and if you hit the poop or the iguana or the goose, can you move the ball or the poop or something like that. Listening to him talk about poop and golf balls with such passion made me realize how much he knows about golf and how little I did. Once again, Trey really knows golf. I really know auctions. For the last 84 years, better auctions have been Blackman Auctions. Heading to El Dorado to check out some live music or to play Mystic Creek? Stay at the Haywood, the only boutique hotel in the middle of downtown and the Murphy Arts District. If you are spending a weekend in Hot Springs, make plans now at the Marriott Courtyard close to Lake Hamilton and Oakwan. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group manages both of these fine properties and you will rest easy knowing that your every need is taken care of. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels on the web at bphotels.com. Welcome back to this edition of From the Shoregrass. I am Trey Schapp. Well, we haven't had him on for a couple of weeks, and that's because some of our interviews have just been that good and have taken up most of the time. But today, he is back. Adam Carney, our PGA Master Professional with an emphasis in the rules of golf, is on the tee. Adam, this comes in from Kelly in Benton. First, love the podcast. Appreciate that, Kelly. But uh, the question is, what can and can't a caddy do for his player or her player? 
Yeah, great question. A caddy player is always going to be responsible for the actions of a caddy, and that's that's the the key thing to remember. Um, so any breach of the rules by a caddy, the player is going to suffer that. Um, good example. I remember several years ago, first hole at uh, Royal Lytham and St. Anne's, Ian, Ian Woosnam played the first hole, which happens to be a par three. I know where you're going here. Yeah, 15 clubs. He had he had 15 clubs in his bag, and and he had been he'd been trying out two drivers at the practice facility before he got out there, made a decision. Caddy did not remove the driver, take off, play the first hole. They get to the second tee, realize the driver's in there, and famously Ian gets mad and throws it into the into the brush between the second tee and the, and the first hole because you can't you can't throw it to the right because that's train tracks so <laughs> that, that wouldn't be good yeah, it could get destroyed by yeah, a train exactly <laughs> uh but uh did some so, fan or patron go and retrieve that club <clears throat> i'm sure they did i'm sure somebody did um so yeah it, it's the, the thing to remember is the caddy is going to be responsible so there there are actions that a caddy cannot do for example um when a ball is to be dropped it must be dropped by the player. When a ball is to be placed, it must be placed by the player. Um, now, can the caddy mark a ball and lift it? No. On the green? No. Player must mark and lift. What um, about another? The, what the, about a competitor? Another player? Um, under the circumstances, if that player gives him, for, for for example, I understand what you're saying. You're at the green. The player may be 100 yards back, and they want to continue play. And you'd never see it on on a, on a tour event. But – just in everyday regular play, hey, I'm, I'm going to mark and lift your ball because he's 100 yards back just getting in the cart and you're already up the green ready to putt and you're trying to play quickly, whatever. Um, if the player gives consent, then then that okay. would be okay. Um, <clears throat> but there, there, there are certain, you know, prohibitions. Um, for example, it, let's say you have a blind shot, right? Um, you're playing uh, number five at Augusta and you hit it left short of the bunkers. You can't You can't see the green. Well, the caddy can go up and stand at the top of those bunkers and show you the line that he wants you to hit it on. However, he cannot stay there when you play the stroke. Or he can hold a club up or something like that and say, here's our line right here, you know. But he, he can't remain in that position when you play the stroke. He can't stand behind the player when the player is making a stroke. Um, so there are, there are certain prohibitions that really have to do mostly with the But even the lining ball. the player up before they play a stroke, once they take their stance, that's not allowed either. Not anymore. Now. Not anymore. Yeah, it, 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 and that came about, um, you know, really because of pace of play situations where, you know, caddies were taking so long lining up their players that, you know, it just, it just became unbearable. So – yeah, they, they that's now a prohibition. Where they again, they can't stand behind them. They couldn't stand behind them while they were making a stroke anyway. Now they can't line them up either. They you know, they have to step away before the player addresses the golf ball essentially. And some players and caddies have good relationships, and some just it's a working relationship, isn't it? You know, it's it's a it's an interesting dynamic. Um, a, a lot of players will spend a lot of time with their caddies off the golf course. A lot of players spend absolutely no time with their caddies off the golf course. Um, and I can, I can see that, uh, you know, you have a lot of, you have a lot of caddies that'll hang out with other players after, after a round or whatever. So if they're going to go to dinner or whatever, but maybe their player's not there. Um, so every dynamic is, is different. Um, you know, uh, I know players that 
had caddies that were professional caddies that you know they just didn't hang out with them after the round it was hey look we're going as soon as we get to the golf course we're in work mode and then when work mode's over it's you know it's just like you and i when we go home from work we don't want to be hanging around our boss the rest of the day <laughs> but yeah, and you have other caddies where you know this guy's you know got his best friend from college or whatever and you know rory's probably a great example you know his caddy's been his best friend you know i think since childhood um so i don't know what their habits are outside of around the golf but you know i would tell you that when they're on the road they probably have dinner together every night they probably spend time together because they've been friends for a long time that's maybe different than somebody that's just made it on tour and has hired somebody that's been caddying for 15 years on tour Kelly, thanks for the question. Appreciate it. And thanks for listening to the podcast. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, send us an email from the shortgrass at gmail.com and we will get it answered. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. Before I leave you, I would like to congratulate the Arkansas State Golf Association Players of the Year. A.K. Nichols, Junior Girls Player of the Year. Jacob Knowlton, Junior Boys Player of the Year. Mimi Evans, Women's Master Player of the Year. Lou Long Radler, Women's Super Senior Player of the Year. Kim Robinson, Women's Senior Player of the Year. Laura McKinney, Women's Mid-Amateur Player of the Year. Nora Phillips, Women's Amateur Player of the Year. Bill Rents, Men's Master Player of the Year. Bob Brooks, Men's Super Senior Player of the Year. Craig Hall, Men's Senior Player of the Year. Kyle Thompson, Men's Mid-Amateur Player of the Year. And Tyler Reynolds, your Men's Player of the Year. Remember, when you find a ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more. And I hope to see you sometime soon from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.